Welcome to Conversations on Coast Access Radio. In this program we have conversations with people about their interests, their lives, the things that motivate and excite them. So relax and enjoy this conversation. My guests today, guests I should say, are Lee Cook and Andy Hooley. Welcome back to the studio, both of you. Thanks, Graham. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fifth program that we've recorded, and we've been talking around the effects of EMF, radiation, and all those sorts of things. And our topic today is dirty electricity. Now, I would imagine people out there hearing me say that are kind of imagining someone out with a bucket of water scrubbing the power lines. But it's actually a well-documented uh, um, issue or, uh, yeah, issue, I guess is the word. Let, let me tell you a little story. Back in 1970, when I worked for the New Zealand Post Office, one of the jobs I did as a technician was to travel around to our various sites and actually measure the quality of the electricity coming in to those sites because telephone equipment is very dependent on a clean power supply. Mm. And we actually had, well, we had oscilloscopes, which were the best way to look at it, but they, the oscilloscopes weren't easily transportable or given to us. Um, so we had this little wooden box with a meter on it and various um, knobs and that. And I can't remember what the thing was called, actually, but we plugged it across the power supply, tuned it in, and the meter gave us a display of... Um, of how clean or dirty the electricity was. Mm. Now, that's back 51 years ago. I would imagine that the problem is now multiplied out enormously with our modern electronics, etc. Yeah, so dirty electricity is really a, a catch-all term for um, other frequencies and other noise that's on, on the, electric, uh, uh, the electricity circuit. So... Really, we, we can look back into the 70s when we, we, we first started introducing more dirty electricity. Mm. Through, through the, the oil crisis, we, we were pushed into more energy-efficient appliances and things, and that's when we started um, adding more frequencies into the electric circuit through the effectively we, you know, trying to control the flow of electricity into, a, into an appliance to make it more, more efficient. Mm. Um, but it actually goes back further than that. So that you know, the, the history really is is when Edison was creating his his first uh, DC electric current. Um, there was a lot of arcing in the motors, and that mm, arcing mm. created extra frequencies that piggyback along the the electric lines. So it's they didn't really know it as a dirty electricity back then. So it's only really come to the fore within the last say fifty years, forty to fifty years, by um, a gentleman called uh, Dr. Sam Milham, who studied it quite well. He's an epidemiologist from, from the US. He's about 88 years of age now, but he's still going and still talking about dirty electricity. And he studied it quite well, and he, he looked at the correlation as the electric, electricity grid rolled out across um, across the US, and he correlated that as an epidemiologist with with the the... Changing state of disease as it as it what started increasing. Interesting study. Yeah, and there's a great book out there that is written called Dirty Electricity. 
I, I hadn't heard of that. I, I will track it down and read it. It sounds like a really fascinating study because he would have um, really good, clean data, and I'm not trying to make a pun out of that, mm. because the non-electrical uh, supplied areas would be a really good, clean database yeah. to compare with the power actually being applied. Yeah. Wow. So with his study, the 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 electric grid, as that rolled out, yes. um, it obviously rolled out to the richer states in the, in the mm-hmm. US, and then eventually moved down south to the to the poorer states. So there was a there was a good evidence of data of what was happening between electrified and non electrified mm. environments. Um, but yeah, that's a really good book. It's only a small book, so sure, you get sure. through it pretty quick. So, what would you define as dirty electricity? As what's a kind of a, a layman's description? So, it's really extra frequencies that don't belong. So if we think of our electric circuit, this is a 50 hertz, 50 cycles a second, mm-hmm. um, and we have a nice a nice sine, sine wave, but we get these other frequencies through the various devices and appliances that we plug in because um, many of our modern, say, computers and the, the equipment that's in this room, um, it uses DC power as well. So to control that AC to DC conversion... Um, extra frequencies are created in the switching, right? Um, in the switching uh, supply, because the ultimate um, duty electricity really was Mr. Marconi when he invented the uh, the radio transmitter. Because the early Morse um, transmitters were just a, one giant spark, mm. and it just, just created this incredible hash that actually blasted out into the universe. And could be measured somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and but we get, we do get that in in our in our domestic environment as well. With you know the wiring in the house can loosen over time with, mm. with heating and contracting, and the wiring can loosen, the screws can undo, mm. and you can get a little bit of arcing. And I think we mentioned it last time we were here when we talked about we're, we're in this coastal area. We get a lot of ants. Mm, ants mm. getting ants love your electrical circuits, and they can cause arcing across your phase and your neutral in your in your power sockets. And that arcing is, di- is effectively dirty electricity mm, because mm. it's a it's an extra frequency mm. that that stays within your electric circuit. When I was exploring this yesterday, and I wanted to use this as kind of the foundation um, comment. I discovered a um, scientific paper by Magda Havis, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, and her study is, and let me read you the title, Electromagnetic Hypersensitivity, Biological Effects of Dirty Electricity with Emphasis on Diabetes and Multiple Sclerosis. And my kind of interest picked up and I thought, Really? And looking through, and it's most of it goes way over my head, but she has discovered a real linkage between dirty electricity, diabetes, and multiple sclerosis. Now, th- mm. that is a significant discovery, isn't it? It, it? it is. But if you if you actually look back at where some of these original sort of symptoms came from, um, the, the original catch-all term for... Um, Electrohypersensitivity was mm. called neurasthenia, and that was really a collection of you know chronic fatigue, MS, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other things. Um, so that has now been cleaved off into these things, and now people like Magda Havis um, 
I've, I've studied them directly. Mm. It is known that in a dirty electricity environment, your blood, blood glucose um, increases. Mm. Um, Sam Milham, as we mentioned before, he did some studies in classrooms with the the attention span of children and how active they were, and he would filter the dirty electricity out of a out of a classroom, and um, all the kids would calm down, you know, after being hyperactive in all of these extra frequencies. So there, there's some really good real world studies out there in mm. in, um, in in the effects of filtering out frequencies. In biological terms and in terms of behavioural behavioral, um, aspects. Yes. So it's, it's, it is really an interesting subject. Right, because just in the abstract that I got from Meg's um, paper, she talks about asthma, ADHD, mm. diabetes, multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. Um, mm. I hadn't actually run across that before and it kind of... It made sense. Mm. Um, look at the room we, we, we're sitting in here. Um, we've got monitor amplifiers with uh, power supplies in them, mixing desks, TV, um, c- computer, I should say. Um, there's a whole heap of switched mode power supplies running um, what we're sitting amongst. It would be interesting to actually see what the environment around us as we sit here is like. Mm. I should have done that. I should have brought some equipment in to measure. <laughs> Why don't we do that one day? It'll be a very interesting study. Um, okay, so I don't think there's any problem establishing the fact that there is dirty electricity. It is definitely having a real-life effect on the quality of health of people exposed to it. So the simple question is, what do we do about it? So... These are extra frequencies that are on the electric circuit. So quite simply, we can just filter these out. Mm-hmm. We, we have plug-in filters that, that do take out the frequencies. And it's done in a, in a, in a quite, quite a simple way. These are, are capacitive filters. Through, through a small circuit, circuitry of capacitors and resistors, a capacitor naturally actually takes out frequencies. Mm. Um, so do incandescent light bulbs, you know, um, and as we've swapped incandescent bulbs out for LED bulbs, we've actually introduced more dirty electricity. Yes. An incandescent bulb with power in a, a, a filament yes. you know, through the resistance clause and then power comes out and it flows out quite nicely. But the, the, that resistance element within the bulb actually will take out some of the high frequencies and convert them to heat or a small magnetic field. So um, simply you can filter out with, with plug-in filters. Um, but it is it is a case of measuring um, each circuit individually, and this is what I do to to remediate a house: is measure each circuit and filter appropriately and get the best um, positioning of the filters. Because it is at the end of the day, it is converting one energy form to another, so it's right. converting high frequencies into a magnetic field, electric field, or a little bit of heat. So you need to do place them in an in an appropriate way, not add in any other EMF right. into your environment. I was surprised to read yesterday that the CFL bulbs that we, or the craze, they're actually quite dirty. Yeah, yeah. So just like um, the fluorescent tubes mm. that's in this room, fluorescent tubes, the CFL bulbs, compact fluorescent, the way they operate, 
basically creates extra frequencies because it's switching on and off outside of our visual range. Mm-hmm. But that creates an extra frequency that goes back out on the neutral yep. and then goes back around the, the rest of the right. circuit. Okay, let's move to Lee and into a real-life um, yeah, expression of this. You got Andy to come in and work through your house and measure. What did you discover? Well, um, first of all, Andy did say to me, what can you remember eight years ago, um, how you felt then? And I said, that was quite difficult really, but I have thought about it really hard. Um, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome quite some number of years ago, like about 30. Um, So I've always had some difficulty with Mm. fatigue, but the fatigue was getting worse. And the amount, the food that I could digest was becoming less and less. Um, I lost so much weight, I went down to 45 kilos. Mm. And by this time, I was really worried. And someone, uh, a friend, recommended that Andy came in. So he came in and said, well, look, this is the worst. He didn't say this was the worst house, but mm, uh, was it was high. pretty bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so um, as soon as he put the filters in, my, my health started to improve. Right. And I definitely felt better. At that stage, I'd, I hadn't sort of pinned down what was happening with the router outside the, the kitchen window, et right. cetera, et cetera. But um, at least I had – we had – we could, I don't know what I had. <laughs> so <laughs> how long between Andy putting in the filters and you f- noticing? Were we talking days, weeks, months? Months. Right, because your body had to mm-hmm. um, re- regain its health yes. and strength. Yeah. It, took, it took me probably a year to put on another five kilos. Right. I was quite happy, not happy with that, but mm. I was... Mm-hmm. I was Certainly a bit stronger than I had been before. Right. And I could only relate that to what Andy had done with the house. Andy, are any type of houses better or worse? Is it age-related or is it equipment-related or all of the above? Yeah, it's all of the above, but you will find a modern house has, has probably a bigger wiring footprint. We have a lot more recessed downlights. We have mm. a lot more switches, a lot more you know, dials, controls for um, airflow you know, devices. And um, we tend to have more sockets in houses, so uh, in, in more modern houses. <clears throat> so that creates a potential for um, for any other frequencies through the wiring of you know mm. not being screwed incorrectly, or with all of the other said down lights and LED lights that you put in that creates more dirty electricity in the house before you actually move in and start turning on your appliances. But we do get a lot from neighbours, um, from every house. If if there's solar power three doors down and you're down the line of that electricity floor and that's a the solar power is part of a grid tie system, then you will be feeling the dirty electricity effects from hmm. the solar power, from the inverters in that solar power system. So um, what your neighbours create passes into your house and what you create passes into your neighbour's house. So there's the, the, the appliances that we're looking at are things like heat pumps, mm-hmm. the switch mode power supply through heat pumps, um, all of our computer equipment with our switch mode power supplies, the types of lighting that we have, um, and many of the other appliances do turn on uh, dirty electricity here and there. 
So, for instance, a a, a blending machine with a high-powered motor, mm-hmm. uh, that will suddenly blast out quite yes. a lot of high frequency, and then that will calm down as soon as you turn it off again. Um, so there, there's many things in the house now that, that do contribute to extra frequencies on the on the electric circuit. And I guess they are cumulative. So you've got, let's just use random numbers, you've, you've got a value 1 coming out of that machine and 0.5 out of that one and 3 out yep, of that one, correct. and they all add up to to a, a big combined load? Yeah, to, yeah, to the combined um, terminology of dirty electricity. So, for instance, a, a, a laptop, um, say an Apple or a Dell or something like that, uh, they will probably kick out through the switch mode power supply. They will generate um, an 80 kilohertz frequency. Um, or a 50 kilohertz frequency. We just have to measure which which device mm. it is. But that's all coming from the switch mode power supply, mm. the conversion mm. of AC to DC, and that goes back out on the electric circuit. And you could measure it as a, as an individual frequency mm. if if that was the only frequency there to measure. Right. I know from my work as a, as a sound engineer, as more computers have come into our mixing work, the more we've had to fit filters because of the noise that the switch mode power mm. supply generates. Yeah. Um, 20 years ago, it, it, it wasn't a problem. But now with modern boards that are a lot more sensitive, um, sitting alongside multiple computers, then well, when you start your system up, you go, oh, here we go again. Mm. Off, yeah. off to find the filters. Yeah, in the, in the audio world, it's, it's generally referred to as, as line noise. Mm, mm. Um, so you can use ferrite beads, which is just a, a you know um, a conductive... It looks like a magnet, but it's not magnetic material, um, and that clumps around the cable. So any frequencies passing through there are caught like a trap and just yep. converted into into a, a tiny little bit of a heat that you don't mm, actually mm. feel. Um, so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very real thing in, in different industries. Thought comes to mind is... This is a well-documented engineering effect. It's well-documented as well by the medical people. Why is there no government regulatory body saying, hang on, we have a problem here? That's that's a good question. Um, First of all, electro-hypersensitivity or electro-sensitivity isn't recognised. A, there's only a, a small handful of countries like Sweden that do recognise it. So having that recognised for a start would probably be the, the precursor to then looking at the um, what contributes to that um, sensitivity. Um, so it would be nice if, if dirty electricity is, is recognised. We, we're, all, we're all bathing ourselves in it. We sleep in it in, in the electric field that we sleep in at night. And we we're sitting in it right now, so it would be one of those um, EMFs that that would need, in my opinion, you know, a regulatory oversight, um, just like radio frequency does and uh, electrics and magnetic fields. Um, but it is a catch-all term, mm, and it mm. spans many different industries, so it's probably a hard thing to pin down. In the home, in the domestic setting. Are there any devices which are the main contributors or is it cumulative from um, a combination of them all adding together? 
You could say it's really a combination, but the heat pump is a big one. Your TV can be too, mm. but some TVs will add to it when they're, when they're turned on, and some will add to it only when they're on standby. My TV at home sends dirty electricity to my bedroom from the TV in the lounge when it's on standby. Right. And I've come across other TVs that send a lot when it's when it's actually turned on and none when it's on standby. So it depends on the configuration within the TV. Um, but heat pumps are probably the biggest thing and all of your switch mode power supplies mm. from your computers. Are heat pumps difficult to um, to filter the power on them? Is well, the piggy the the the, the frequencies from uh, the circuit that the heat pump is on really it jumps to every circuit. Right. So filtering another circuit that's adjacent to it will actually affect that too. Um, the the challenge you have is filtering the dirty electricity out from the light circuits. Mm. We can measure it on the light circuits, but unless you actually uh, cut into that circuit and put in a three pin socket. We can't. We don't actually filter. Sure, that. sure. But you know, it it is affected by filtering the other circuits, and it is always generally further away from you in the ceiling, so you're not as exposed to right. to the frequencies in that electric field. So, if someone was building a brand new house, would you recommend that they install filters as part of the standard fitting of the of the power supply coming into the house? Yeah. So, what I would recommend is that you there are there are um, power supply boxes you can get, which will filter the electricity coming into the house. Mm-hmm. So you get that attached to your switchboard. I've known a few people to do that. So they're, they're catching it before it comes in the house. Sure. And then we measure what's in the house that you contribute to, and then mm-hmm. we filter that with plug-in filters. Right. So there are, there are two there's two ways to do it. In, in the ideal world, we'll catch it from the outside, and then we'll deal with the other things that we contribute on the inside. Because it will change. Mm. It changes over time. Mm. And a, a good example of, of what how dirty electricity operates is, is an AM radio signal. In many houses, I will pick up an, a clear AM radio signal on particular sockets in a house. So you can imagine an AM radio wave is a big ground wave, kilometres long. And if that wave just happens to touch your electric circuit in a particular part of the house, I will pick up that radio signal. And uh, in the last lockdown a few months ago, um, I was playing around with dirty electricity in my garage and trying to introduce more and build some filters and Mm, uh, mm. things like that. And um, I was really quite surprised to pick up a Christian radio station in one socket in the corner of my garage. And I never had that before. And that was on 657 kilohertz. Right. So... That's it's quite a common. I think we had radio, AM radio, in one particular spot in Lee's house too. Mm. It's not in every house. Sure, sure. Uh, near the AM radio masts in um, in the Hutt Valley and around Tahi Bay, is it? Mm. Um, I get a lot of radio in houses, and you can imagine there's a lot of AM radio waves that are touching the the electric circuits in houses around there. Right. And we pick it up. I picked up John Denver. I picked the Beatles playing, <laughs> but it's always AM radio. Yes. It's not FM. Right, because of the much higher power factor. Mm. Mm. Lee, w- w- what do you experience in... No, let me re- rephrase that. You've now got your home protected, and within it you are in a safe environment, but you then go out for a meal at a restaurant or a cafe, and you're surrounded then with 
fluorescent tubes and coffee machines and all the rest of it, can you actually sense a difference? Or, or is it more subtle than that? Sometimes it's quite subtle, actually, Graham. Um, if I stay for long enough, I start to sense a difference. Right. Um, but not initially. Perhaps my voice will go or I'll start to get very hot and I think I've got to Right. Go. I'll have to leave here now. Um, but it, it usually takes, well, it used to take a couple of hours, but that time has sort of lessened and lessened now. and. Mm. To, it's got to the stage where I don't go and do those things because I know that I will be sick the next day anyway. Right. Um, so it's very difficult. And I, I really go out for very long at all. It's very... It, it's not. It's, sometimes it's distressing. It's mm, quite difficult mm. because I have to get people to do things for me and um, pick up things, etc. And sometimes I'm just trying to think... I'll ha- sorry, I'll have to think about whether I can actually... Feel, mm. I can. I can in circumstances, for instance, when my partner and I are in the car and he has his cell phone next to him, I can feel when he the cell phone connects with the cell phone tower, mm. and it goes through me. Mm. And, and also, when I go into town, into Wellington, in certain places, I start to get stabbing pains in my arms, etc., etc. Right. And I have said to um, Andre or my partner. Uh, is there something around here and we can see absolutely nothing and one one particular point is the strait coming into Paraparaumu um, opposite Queen Elizabeth Park now there's something around there that affected me quite badly and I'm mm. just wondering I think you said there was a cell phone tower somewhere well, the, yeah there's a radio frequency down there I've measured mm. it yeah, mm. yeah so just at yes, certain definitely. points Sometimes, mm. so I'm cl- if I'm close enough and it's powerful enough yes I can, right. I can feel it because you've just stirred a memory for me when you said that. I was um, measuring um, the power supply at a, a, a new construction that was going on in Tamarani, and it was alongside the main trunk railway line. And an electric loco ran past over the overhead pickup, and there was just a curse splat went through all my equipment. Mm. Just as as the train passed with the um, with the pentagraph picking up the the power from the line, so that intersection was actually generating quite a little spark, quite a um, interference ball. Have you done any work around r- railway lines and uh, only measuring magnetic fields? Right. Um, I've been to a few houses that are close to um, the electric lines in Wellington. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just measuring the magnetic fields, which are which are quite low, I have to say, when right. a train passes, and it's only fleeting and it's, yes, it was, it's yeah. contained. It yes. doesn't spread out, mm. so it's it's not not really an issue. Mm. So, if someone wants to get their house tested, tell me about about the process. They they, they get hold of you and you pick up your gear and walk down. Yeah, so I I, I visit homes and businesses and. Um, I can spend a couple of hours in a in a house just measuring radio frequencies, electric fields, magnetic fields, and dirty electricity. And we can also look at light pollution. Um, if it's just about dirty electricity, uh, it could probably take about an hour to do to do measurements and filtering. Um, in some instances, if if it's, if it involves like solar power, um, we I recommend a different solution, which um, we need to go away and source. I, we can't really deal with solar power, dirty electricity with plug-in filters. 
Um, so it can take about an hour to do a dirty electricity remediation. And um, it's, it's an interesting thing. Many people, I'd probably say about 98% of houses have dirty electricity mm. of, of some degree that, in my opinion, requires remediation. Um, in many instances, people remark how quiet the house suddenly is. And if you think about all of these extra frequencies around you, when they disappear, your body will sense a, yes. a, a quietness. And the, you know, you, the, the energy quietens down um, quite a lot. Um, many people who have uh, ringing in the ears um, mention that that can you know, be affected by dirty electricity. Um, or sleeping through the night, waking up in, mm, in mm. cold sweats or heart, heart palpitations, mm. disappears when you um, deal with your, your dirty electricity. Right. We're fast running out of time, so if someone wants to contact you, have a chat, talk it through and be tested, what's the best way to contact you? So I'm best contacted on my website, which is earthwaves.co.nz, um, and I also sell online EMF shielding products at emfshop.co.nz. Excellent. Thank you for this. It's been a very interesting discussion. It's um, You've created some questions for me that, that I, I kind of knew the uh, electrical and electronic background to from my uh, technician's days, but I hadn't realised the impact on our real life now with with all these extra things that we have around us. So... Thank you. You've you've set me a challenge to think through at home. Thanks, Graham. It's been it's been really good talking to you because you have this background knowledge and um, you do ask some really good questions. I try. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Very Thanks, Lee. Thank Graham. you, Graham. You've been listening to Conversations on Coast Access Radio, a programme where we talk with people about their lives, their passions, their interests. I'm Graham Joyce. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.